up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Well, how you doing? Steve, I'm doing well, but we finally got some, uh, some NFL news. Not, I don't think, what we were hoping for. Yeah, after a couple of weeks of just saying there's not a lot happening, we have Cam Akers go down with a, I believe it was a torn Achilles, right, Will? Yes, torn Achilles. I thought I saw ACL at first, but it was reported and then confirmed Achilles. Yeah, uh, you know, I guess from a, a fantasy standpoint this year, it's irrelevant. Achilles or an ACL is going to put you down for the year. Um, I, I yeah. honestly don't know which one's better long term. I feel like Achilles might have a shorter time frame, but yeah, I think maybe it's a shorter turnaround, but like a more difficult. Because I feel like Achilles definitely like end careers, whereas ACLs have become less of yeah, that. It's gotten better. Since like early 2000s, when like guys are done for two years after an ACL, and that's really sped up the recovery time frame on that injury. Yeah, yeah, that's a it's a big loss. It definitely, you know, I'm pretty sure you were on board, but that was kind of a core of our mid round strategy was picking up, you know, a Cam Akers in the middle of the second round to to complete the yeah that running back core. So yeah, that hurts. I think he was outside of John Taylor. He was like the consensus um, sophomore running back too. I think in the draft here. And you had the Dobbins, Clyde, and Swift in the mix after that. Gibson. Gibson, yeah. yeah, don't yeah. Gibson, but, but, I mean, yeah. he was kind of the guy that was ahead there. So definitely a, a tough loss. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of implications there. I think for redraft, because it happened so early, it, A, you know, obviously, Parker's out to the guy, and, and hopefully he recovers good. But it's good for redraft in the fact that most people haven't drafted yet. So he's not going to hurt your team. And it happened so early that he, as long as the recovery goes well, he has should have ample time to be ready for 2022. Yeah. I think, you know, the only people getting burned are the, all the best ball people, you know, your Scotty fishbowl, your, uh, your, uh, fantasy charity events. I mean, all of them, a lot of them have happened and I'm sure they've gotten burned, but yeah, for your, your yeah. vast majority of leagues that aren't drafting until August at some point, you've uh, you've dodged a bit of a bullet. But yeah, it's a shame. Um, the other not fun part is he's going to be stuck in our ADPs for a little while. <laughs> so yep. I'm sure he's going to pop up on the draft today, and then maybe next week he'll be down in like the fourth round, and he'll slowly kind of fade away from there. So yeah, I wonder if Sleeper can do something where they they can you know IR him and like you know because he's not playing this year, remove him from like the player pool yeah you would think you could just go into like the adp data and just make it some absurd number like his average draft position is like 300 or something um yeah for like redraft exactly dynasty they can adjust it yeah i don't know but uh yeah how do you view this from a dynasty standpoint if you're acres owner what are you doing if you're not are you looking to buy him as like a rebuilding team um oh boy i would be willing to buy him if he was cheap, um, I don't know if anyone's gonna be cheap. That, that's you know, a lot of people don't like selling low when they're young players. Um, yeah. I am a bit worried because I mean Henderson's young. I mean we've seen some good things of Henderson. If you give him the rock all year, yeah. you know maybe he he turns into something. I don't know. You know we'll have to see. Um, it all depends on who they bring in as well, right? Yeah, and that, that's what it comes down to. If it's just Henderson and the guys behind him, then Henderson probably has a ton of value. They bring in a return of Gurley, Bell, Duke Johnson's out there. There's enough guys that, you know, if a veteran gets brought in, it probably just muddies the water more than anything. I want to say, dynasty-wise, this is probably a good time to try to sell Henderson. I know he's... Some people probably still like him, but his value unless he breaks out and becomes like an elite running back, probably will be at an all-time high between now and the start of the season, right? Yeah, unless you're a contender. I mean, if you're a contender, you probably don't want to get rid of him. Yeah. But, uh, or if you're fringe. Even so, if someone's willing to pay you a ton for yeah, him, then you, know, you could then turn around and use those assets to trade more. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it depends. I'm also interested to see what this does for the Rams' offense, right? If they're... I mean, I think they were going to rely on the run a lot more. Does this boost... Stafford, just from a volume standpoint, obviously, you know, you want to have a consistent run game, but not having a workhorse in in Jay Makers, does that boost Stafford's value and the receiver's value? 
Yeah, you know, touchdowns, I might have went to the running back. Maybe, you know, Cup gets a couple extra, Higby gets a couple extra, yeah. something like that. And, yeah, you just don't know. It's hard to say. You know, they've seen a lot from Henderson. Um, again, he looked good in flashes, so maybe, the, you know, nothing really changes with the game plan. It, it It's hard to say, man. Every situation is different, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just was going through my uh, order here and, and lining guys up for Q, and I had to – Unstar Cam Akers. Yeah, what a what a shame. Yeah. Uh, what can you but do getting to that, we have a, a draft here. Any other final notes there on, on Cam or even anything else around the league? No, yeah, I think we're ready to, to jump in. We got a 12-team PBR. Uh, I am drafting out of the one slot. Will, you are drafting out of the eight slot. So uh, interesting for both of us, me being at that turn, you are uh, getting the pick of the litter after all the good running backs are gone. So... Yeah. Most we'll likely, see. maybe one fall. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Hope, hoping for Zeke. You never know. Zeke's been possibly available there. Yeah, you'll also be in that spot in the second round where Cam Akers probably would have been. So, yeah, 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 interesting decisions. But uh, yeah, you ready to jump in? Cool. Let's go ahead and uh, get the draft started here. Uh, I don't think I've drafted out of the one slot all year. So this is this is pretty cool. Um, there's not a lot to say, though. I mean, my 101 and a lot of people's 101 is still Christian McCaffrey. I have no reason to really believe that he has fallen off at all. Uh, he is, from a fantasy standpoint, the most complete option out of them all as far as pass catching and, and rushing. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to lock him in. There's really nothing more to say. I don't think anyone's going to hate that pick. So... We'll lock him in. Camaro goes off the board. Devin Cook, Derek Henry, Tyreek Hill, Saquon Barkley, and Nick Chubb. You're on the clock, my friend. All right. So kind of what I, I guess overall would imagine. Tyreek going a little earlier helps there as well. It kind of puts me at the Jonathan Taylor, Ezekiel Elliott debate. Um, for me, uh, and, and maybe it's wanting to diversify a little bit since we have JT in the dynasty. I'm going to go Zeke here. I I just think there's a little more uncertainty with Jonathan Taylor, whereas Zeke, I think I've had took him in a few places before. I think the volume's going to be there. I think the offense is going to be more dynamic. While I think Taylor gets the volume, I think there's still a chance Zeke gets some volume there. Um, so tough either way. Or both are good players. Tough to do that. Probably the unpopular decision, but... I'm going to go Zeke here, and we'll see what gets back. So Taylor goes after him, Metcalf, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Stephon Diggs, and DeAndre Hopkins. So interesting enough, Travis Kelsey falls back here. Um, and I know we'd been talking about taking him in the first round and hoping that a running back gets back. So pretty much a no-brainer here. I think Cam Akers would be the only other potential guy that I'd be thinking about trying to get a second you know, big time running back, but that not being the case now, pretty easy here. I'm gonna snag up Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I was actually thinking when you grabbed the eight slide, I was like, oh man, we're one of us could be forced, we're both gonna be forced to avoid that kind of early tight end thing um, mm-hmm. that we've been relying on. And lo and behold, I thought I, I thought I had it made. Yeah, with him guaranteed to be gone by now. Yeah, for real, very interesting. So we'll lock Kelsey in here. Pretty easy for me, Zeke and Kelsey to start the season. Cam Akers goes off the board. As we kind of mentioned, he, he will be taken here until his ADP falls. Pat Mahomes. Going to be tough. I'm still saying Antonio Brown, but it's AJ <laughs> Brown at the 2-8. Antonio Gibson. That makes it even more difficult. Justin Jefferson and then Najee Harris. Yeah, so this is a, this is a pre- well, the first pick's pretty easy for me. I'm going to be locking in Calvin Ridley. Uh Give me a nice balance. I always like my balance at my turns and uh, a very good high upside wide receiver with a good quarterback. So, again, you know, no one's going to be arguing with Calvin Ridley there, I don't think. It's the next one that I have a bit of an issue with. I I wouldn't mind grabbing a Kittle or Waller if that's who you prefer. Um, But I'm looking at DeAndre Swift, and that's kind of hard to pass up to, especially knowing that I'm going to have – a ton of players going off the board before I get my next pick. So it's really a roll of the dice. If I do not grab a, uh, another running back here of who's going to be remaining to me with that mind, I did a, you know, a zero RB approach and it wasn't our last drop. I think the one before that, uh, mm-hmm. I forget which one I did, but, uh, 
it worked out quite well. So, you know, I could pull it off, but I think I'm just not going to gamble. I'm going to grab Swift. Uh, I think he's kind of similar to McCaffrey. Uh, he's got pretty upside, pretty high upside given he's such a good pass catcher. So I'd be happy with Swift here. Uh, I just, you know, I don't know who would get back to me if I were to go with a Kittle or a Waller. You know, am I looking down into that Miles Gaskin kind of tier? That's a that's a pretty big drop for me. So I Swift uh, going Swift over Dobbins there too, and he, and he thought between the two of them. Yeah, I you know. You know I like Dobbins, but the the mm-hmm. lack of touchdown upside with Gus there is just concerning. I guess really you could say the same thing about Swift. Uh, his lack of touchdown upside comes from the fact that the offense is probably going to suck. Yeah. Um. So I guess they kind of balance each other out. But you know I look at Swift and it, it's it's his show. You know, and because the the wide receiver options are so poor, you know that could boost him up from a you know a pass catching standpoint. Where it's just not going to happen for J.K. Um, you know, he might not get any pass catching at all. Really, uh, it's just not what Lamar in that offense has been doing as of late. So, well, I do like him. You know, I can't really see myself drafting him at all this year because of those reasons. So, we'll go ahead. And we'll lock in Swift. We'll see what gets back to me here. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire goes off the board. There goes Dobbins. Keenan Allen, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Michael Thomas. So this is kind of interesting. Well, would you have? Uh, you know, Kittle's still on the board. Would you have rather had like an Antonio Gibson and then grab a Kittle here? Or would you rather stick with Kelsey and whoever you're going to be grabbing? Yeah, I mean, I guess in retrospect, you know, Gibson and Kittle probably make more sense. I think Kelsey is still, you know, kind of even head and shoulders above a Kittle and a Waller, just with the guarantee that what the offense is going to be and the volume. I think Waller and Kittle kind of both have both sides of what Kelsey's, you know, what makes Kelsey elite, you know, the consistency and the volume of Waller with the upside and the boom, you know, touchdown dependency that you could get with Kittle all wrapped up in Kelsey. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to say no to, you know, an Antonio Gibson and and Kittle combination there. Um, So at this stage, I'm I'm staring down Miles Sanders, uh, Chris Carson, David Montgomery at running back. Uh, and then receiver looking at Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Julio, Mike Evans. So still some decent receivers. Uh, I think it's kind of a no-brainer here for me to take Miles Sanders. Uh, we've talked about him multiple times on the podcast here, but a tale of you know a couple seasons. Huge hype going into last season after his rookie year, and then just kind of the opposite after a bad, you know, not even bad, but let down because of the amount of hype that was there last year. So be happy to pair him with Elliott and Kelsey have two running backs that I'm pretty confident in on top of Kelsey. And then, you know, be able to swing back with a receiver. I just think, you know, I would want to get Sanders, Carson or Montgomery as my RB two and maybe hunt. I just don't see too much getting back to me after that. And I think there will be some of the receivers available. So Going to be snagging Mr. Miles Sanders here, and we'll see who gets back. Kittle goes next. Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, Chris Carson, Josh Allen goes off the board, David Montgomery, and Julio Jones. So at running back position, we still have Cream Hunt, Travis Etienne, Miles Gaskin, James Robinson. Uh, big three tight ends are off the board. Everyone else is there. And for quarterback, we've just had Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes go. Mar Jackson is top on the board here, but not really in consideration, especially going early tight end uh, already in this draft. So I'm probably going to be looking at receiver or running back. Kareem Hunt is interesting, especially getting a third good running back here where you know there's probably going to be a drop-off. There's, you're just kind of taking shots on guys after that. But I think you want to get... Uh, and a more high upside receiver. Now, the, the tough part is here, I think Zeke already do I want to double down on the Dallas offense with Amari Cooper? Um, or do I want to take a, a guy like Chris Godwin looking to bounce back? Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, Robert Woods all on the board. Um, to me, it's it's you know going upside with Woods, with, with Cooper, or taking more of a safe option with Godwin. And 
when in doubt, I'll, I'll try to diversify a little bit away here. So I'm going to go with Chris Godwin, lock him in as my first receiver, have a little bit more safety and be able to take more upside shots because there is going to be guy, other receivers available that probably are a little more questionable on the later round. So Chris Godwin here. After Chris, we have Kyler Murray, Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, Travis Etienne, and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so we're on the clock here uh, at the running back position. Uh, Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin, James Robinson, Javante Williams. So kind of that tier that I was expecting to get here uh, at the wide receiver position. Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, Kenny Galladay. So some pretty un- interesting options there. Uh, going back to back's pretty helpful because I don't really have to play the game too much uh, of who I want. So we'll lock in the wide receiver first. Um, and I, I think, you know, kind of I've been warming up to him or trying to force myself to warm up to him because I've always liked him so much. And I just kind of avoided him after his, his ADP rose last year. But Cooper Cup, I think, is the guy I'm going to get. Uh Again, it's been part of me trying to, to warm up to him, but at the same time, you know, with recent news, it's also kind of impacting. Does that, you know, raise up a Cooper Cup a little bit or a Robert Woods a little bit? Is there a little bit more passing volume, a little bit more touchdown opportunity? You know, all of the above, maybe. I don't know. So we're going to go ahead and lock in Mr. Cup. That is kind of worrisome because I'm not sure I want like Cup and Higby. And given I'm leaning towards a later tight end strategy, Higby would have been one of those good options. So, you know, that's kind of worrisome, but I don't want to pass up on a cup and then get burned and not get a Higby later. So we will we'll lock in cup now, and then I want to turn and grab another running back because it's just going to thin out that much more by the time you know twenty three picks or whatever go by. Um, so we, again, we got Hunt, Gaskin, James Robinson, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, Mike Davis. It's that is the tier that we're in right now. Um, you know, like Will, I'm looking at Kareem Hunt, and that's a really interesting pick. Gaskin, I think, will be solid. I'm looking more and more at Javante Williams. Like, maybe he should be the guy. You know, I could pick him and get burned and just end up being a 50-50 split, but I think the upside could be pretty high there. And, you know, they're not going to have the quarterback play to really sling the ball around. So he interests me a lot where, you know, Kareem Hunt is very talented and you know, you assume he's not going to get shut out completely, but he is technically the two there. So it's a it's a tough uh, it's a tough roll of dice. I think I'll play it. No, you know, I'm not going to play it safe. I'm going to I'm going to grab Javante Williams. I, I think he's got pretty high upside. You know, I'm happy with McCaffrey and Swift. So if Javante, you know, does start in a timeshare, I I'm feel comfortable waiting uh, for a few games for him to you know shake off Melvin Gordon. Um, so yeah, we're gonna pick Javante there kind of round out my first three running backs Mark Andrews goes off the board Robert Woods Kyle Pitts CD Lamb Jamar Chase and there goes Hunt right before you I know you were looking at Hunt and hoping mm. he got back to you that would have been a, a yeah. great value but uh not to be not to be him uh, I was looking at Woods and Lamb as well unfortunately but they both went so running back, it did kind of drop off a bit. We've got Miles Gaskin, James Robinson, Melvin Gordon, Fournette. Gaskin's interesting here in the fifth round, especially with the fact that they just haven't added anybody else. So he's kind of one of the the last remaining kind of top level guys from a volume standpoint. And receiver, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett, Devonta Smith, Brandon Ayuk, Deontay Johnson. So Still quite a few options available there. I would be okay with one of those three as my second receiver. So it's kind of the gamble. Do I want to risk? I mean, I think Lockett's kind of head and shoulders above the rest. Do I want to risk Lockett not getting back and any one of them that having Miles Gaskins my next running back or locking in Lockett here and then looking at a Melvin Gordon, Fournette, or Mike Davis likely in the next round? Probably a receiver at that point. I think I'm going to go with, I think, just the better player, and I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. I've only, I've only got the one receiver here in the fifth round. already got two running backs. Uh, and so me banking on them, you know, if they, they don't pan out. Probably, uh, you know, not, not, not doing too hot anyway with, with at all. 
relying on your, your top picks a lot of times. So we'll start building some depth at the receiver position. We'll just go with the best value, I think, the best overall player there, and that's going to be Tyler Lockett in that offense with Russell Wilson. After him, Kenny Galladay, Dak Prescott goes off the board, James Robinson, Michael Smith, Russell Wilson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Odell Beckham, and Mr. Deontay Johnson. So it actually worked out. I did not think Gaskin would get back. I was actually probably banking on taking a receiver here. Um, but most of the guys I wanted went, and Miles um, Gaskin's still on the board. So pretty easy here. would probably like to get a third receiver soon, but can't turn down the volume of one of the top running backs from a volume standpoint. So being able to pair Gaskin up with this team and getting Lockett, I don't imagine he would have got back to me if I hadn't taken him. Seems like a no-brainer. So we're going to lock in Miles Gaskin. Here's my sixth pick. After him, TJ Hawkinson, T. Higgins, Reem Moster, Herbert, Ayuk, and Cortland Sutton. Okay, I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with this. I, I would have liked Hawkinson to get to me. Uh, that would have avoided me falling further down in this the, the tight end waiting game. But lo and behold, it didn't happen. Um, from a running back standpoint, there's you know there's still plenty of good options here. Uh, Mike Davis, Chase Edmonds ain't, ain't bad. Um, you know James Conner, if you want to put you back there. David Johnson, we've talked about uh, a fair bit. Michael Carter, but Mike Davis to me is you know a tier above the rest of these guys and he provides me that stability to kind of wait for Javante uh, Williams a little bit more um so he by and far is an easy pick for me it gives me four running backs in his first six rounds so now you know as it continues to drop off I could just wait and start picking up other positions so We'll go ahead and lock him in immediately. Um, it's the other positions where things start getting a little bit more iffy. So a quarterback, we still got Aaron Rodgers there. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady's there. At wide receiver, we got DJ Chark, Chase Claypool, Jalen Waddell, Jerry Judy, Debo Samuel. And then at tight end, Noah Fant, Goddard, Gesicki, Gronk. So, you know, I'm looking at Rodgers thinking, you know, in the seventh round, that that's a pretty good deal uh, to be grabbing Robert Rodgers. The other part of me says I could roll the dice and maybe Brady gets back to me or Stafford gets back to me. Um, we have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven people that have quarterbacks already. And I'm not at the stage where I'm really worried about anybody taking two. So, you know, Brady or Stafford getting back to me, I, I think it's feasible. Jalen Hurts and, and Tannehill are still there too. So kind of want to pass up there. Uh, look at the tight end position. I like, you know, I like fan. I like Goddard, you know, Kasiki ain't bad. Gronk's interesting, but I don't know that I want to take them now. It feels early to be grabbing somebody in that kind of a tier, but I mean, that's kind of where you got to draft them. Right. So that's not good. Um, at the wider seer positions, really where I'd like to grab somebody, but no one's really jumping out at me. DJ Chark, he's fine. Uh, Claypool's kind of interesting. Waddles, no, not for me. No, I don't, just not a fan of rookies, um, especially in his situation. Jerry Judy's kind of interesting. Debo's interesting. Robbie Anderson's interesting. Um, so that's probably the tier that I'm going to be looking at. And I think of all of them, Debo is the one that I'm, I feel best about because I like the offense as a whole more so uh if you want to go judy or you want to go robbie anderson i'd have no issue with that but i think tebow is going to be my guy so we're going to lock him in there dj charco's right after leonard fournette melvin gordon uh trevor lawrence going before aaron Rodgers. Mm. interesting jerry judy and then chase Simmons. Yeah, it's interesting rogers still on the board there definitely is enticing um i have three of the four teams behind me have already taken a quarterback so it is also enticing to risk him getting back in the eighth round. But let's take a look at what we can get instead. We've got Ronald Jones available, Kenyon Drake, Connor, David Johnson, Michael Carter, and Trey Sermon. Nothing, I think, that stands out above Aaron Rodgers at that stage. So go over to receiver. Claypool, we got Robbie Anderson, Cooks, LaVisca Chenault, Jarvis Landry, um, Jalen Waddell. Some interesting guys. I think Robbie and LaBisca probably are the most interesting here. Um, and I would I'd hope that one of them gets back, but 
I'm unsure about that. I'd probably lean taking Robbie here, but I don't know that I can take Robbie over an Aaron Rodgers and, and locking in a guy that has that top five potential at the position, QB1 potential, really. So that's going to have to be the case, and we'll have to wait another round to get my third receiver because Aaron Rodgers here in the seventh round, I think pretty much no-brainer. I would love to risk it. We'll see what Team 9 behind me does, but not going to do that based on just what else is going to be there available. So Aaron Rodgers it is. First time I think I wanted to draft him this offseason. James Conner goes after him. Have you ever no owned fan. him before? Not that I can That's think what I'm of. Thinking. Like he tends to go so early, he's not someone that either yeah. of us have ever owned. <laughs> I've never. I don't think I've really had him rostered before. Yeah. Wow. So be, that would be fun to be able to get in there, especially if there's still some risk that he's not going to play. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you may see him fall drafts. But after him, James Conner, Noah Fant, Chase Claypool, Jalen Waddle, Dallas Goddard, Kenyon Drake, Ronald Jones, and Joe Burrow. So for the second round in a row, or second, I guess, turn in a row, the other player that I was considering falls to me again here with Robbie Anderson um, still available. Uh, LaVisca and Jarvis are interesting as well, but I think Robbie just has a ton of upside pairing back up with Darnold, being the number two by himself there with Curtis gone. I think it just makes a lot of sense. So getting him here as my third receiver, thrilled here in the eighth round, pretty much rounds out most of my starting roster outside of maybe a second flex, depending on what we're working with here. So pretty easy. Robbie Anderson off the board. After him, Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson, Michael Carter, Trey Sermon, Jarvis Landry, and Tom Brady goes right before you. Yeah, Brady sniped for one pick before mine. Um, but I think you're the only team without a quarterback now, too. I am, yeah. Uh, in a regular draft, this would be the, the greatest position of all to be in. Um, yeah. Which is actually kind of interesting, Will, because, I mean, if you're thinking real draft right now, you have whatever, you're, you're 25% in the league that's going to draft two people or so, or two quarterbacks. I mean, so that's Stafford, you got Jalen Hurts, you got uh, Tannehill, you got Matt Ryan, um, you know, comfortable with There's all those options. some good quarterbacks. Yeah, I Absolutely. mean, so I had no issue waiting. And then again, you know, we bring it up time and time again, but, you know, ideally, once draft season, you'll know about the Winston um, Taysom Hill, and you can add them to your list if you're comfortable with them. So, yeah, I mean, if this is a real draft, I'd be just putt in this position and waiting for several rounds before I grab somebody. Um, but it's not. So <laughs> we're going to go ahead and uh, lock in Stafford. I called him out before. I also get to stack with him and Cup, which is nice. So going to go ahead and lock him in. It's the next pick that is more challenging. So at the running back position, we've got Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Damon Harris, A.J. Dillon. Uh, at the wide receiver position, LaVisca, uh, Will Fuller, Hollywood Brown. We got Tyler Boyd, Rashad Bateman, Corey uh, Davis at tight end. Still Gasicki, Gronk, Tunyon, Irv Smith, Logan Thomas. Um, you know, I'm looking at Damian Harris, and it's he's kind of hard to pass up. But I'd also really like to lock in another running back, a wide receiver. I feel pretty comfortable running back right now. Uh, I feel less so at the wide receiver position. So I think I am going to go and grab an upside shot in LaVisca, Chenault, uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, I think that kind of rounds things out a little bit better. I mean, Damian Harris would be great. You know, and if if he shows what he showed last year and Javante Williams is something, I got a lot of trade bait there. But, you know, again, you know, if Debo ends up getting just stuck and, you know, one week it's Kittle, one week it's Ayuk, one week it's the running game, one week it's Debo, and he's just, eh, like in the middle, I, I'm hurting. And I don't want to wait too long to grab another running back. So LaVisca, I, I think, makes sense there. It seems you agree. So I'm glad we're on the same page there. So we're going to lock him in. And uh, eventually got to start looking to solve this tight end thing. Um, I don't like late round tight ends this year. There's just uh, no one. But um, after my pick, we have Will Fuller. Uh, Hollywood Brown, Kasicki, Gronk, Zach Moss, and Tyler Boyd. All right. So for my team here, I've already got a quarterback and a tight end, so I'm not going to be looking there. Uh, three receivers, three running backs, so pretty well-rounded there. So we'll likely be looking at getting another running back or receiver. Receiver position, uh, we've got Rashad Bateman, Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, Michael Pittman, Antonio Brown, Michael Gallup. So 
decent uh, receivers, and all of them would be, I think, pretty solid as my fourth receiver. Quite a few available there as well. Running back, really only interested here, uh, probably in Damian Harris. I don't really like Devin Booker. I'm sorry, Devin Singletary that much. Naeem Hines is interesting. Gus Edwards as well, maybe a little early on them. By draft season, who knows? Maybe their stock is up, and this is where you have to take them. Now, I want to get your ruling on this because there is someone that I want to take here, but I don't imagine their ADP will be here. Um, that's someone that's still on the board because um, Cam Akers has <laughs> been hurt, and we still have Daryl Henderson on the board. Uh, yeah. Um... Where do you think he's going to be going? Like, I imagine his ADP will be flying up the boards at this point. Yeah. It, um, like, he goes before Moss, right? He goes before yeah, I was assuming David Johnson and Carter. I was thinking fifth. Maybe he gets up into the fourth, but I was thinking fifth. Yeah. Who is going so, in the fifth? Kareem Hunt, James. Like, would I rather have Henderson or James Robinson? I'd rather have Henderson. Um. The problem is we're down the sixth round and like, I mean, Gaskin and Davis, I guess I'd rather have Henderson. I mean, maybe not. I guess that's just the yeah, end of the day where I think he probably belongs. The Hunt, James yeah. Robinson kind of grouping. If he gets up into the fourth round, that wouldn't surprise me. Like personally, I'd rather have Henderson over ETN. ETN's mm-hmm. just really high up there. I'd probably rather have him over Javante Williams too. Yeah, um, I mean, until we find out if they sign anybody else. I mean, he's a no-brainer ahead of most of these kind of timeshare running backs. Especially if it's Gurley. Because if you sign yeah. Gurley, I know Gurley's not that worrisome anymore, but Gurrysome, it could not uh, Gurrysome. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> That's a word. Gurley could end up creating a, a Dobbins, you know, uh, Gus Edwards situation where Henderson's upside gets nerfed because Gurley's getting all the goal line carries. That would worry me a fair bit. Um so, yeah, I mean, that just plays to your point. You know, it depends if they bring anybody in. But right now, I'd say probably fourth or fifth round. Is, is that where you think, too? Yeah, I would think probably fourth, fifth, sixth round. I, I could see him kind of around that Kareem Hunt, James Robinson, Miles Gaskin tier, and probably ends up pushing ahead of those if they don't bring anybody in as we get closer and closer to the draft. I think he probably yeah ends up in the fourth-ish round, barring, yeah, them signing somebody else. Cool. So he's going to be your said, pick here, or I'll, I guess it, uh, yeah, I'm going to pretend like I guess he's off the board at this okay, point, because I think it's probably more of like a cheap pick. Um, so I'm going to go with Damian Harris. Uh, there's really not too many other running backs that I think have the upside that he has this late in the game, getting him as my fourth back. You can, you know, I'll be looking probably to get a, a Hines, like I said, Words, Jamal Williams, somebody else a little bit later as like a fifth back, uh, but. I think there's upside with Damian Harris, and there's enough receivers that I'll be okay getting my fourth receiver in the next round on the turn there. So we're going to go and lock in Damian Harris here. After him, Ryan Tannehill, Irv Smith, Robert Tunyon. Oh, Robert Tunyon, do you really think he's going to be getting drafted in, in leagues? I'm just unsure. I, don't, I can't see that. Well... We're at the stage where Sleeper is drafting multiple tight ends. Yeah. So let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So he's the twelfth one off the board. Um, so mm-hmm. technically he would be. Um, but I am gonna assume in your real draft, people are gonna take Logan Thomas, Higby, Ingram. Him, yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know what they're gonna do with the Hunter Henry Johnu situation. Um, I'm assuming in everyone's league, you have a foot, uh, fantasy footballer fan. That's going to be drafting Troutman somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Jared cook. Um, so no, I mean, he just offers touchdown upside, right? Like he scores. He's good. If he doesn't Aaron Rodgers is there too. There's even the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, for sure. Potential not being there. Scared. I I guess he's not all that different from like a Gasicki or Gronk or, you know, maybe Irv works out that way. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess, you know, if you're if you're gonna bet on somebody like that, would you rather bet on the Green Bay offense or the Dolphins offense? You know, yeah. I guess it's fine from that standpoint, but I'd imagine others go before him. Yeah, well, that being said, it's just interesting to see him there. Um the turn, Bateman and Corey Davis, Logan Thomas, Jalen Hurts, and then Naeem Hines. Um so I'm back on the board and 
most of the receivers that I you know was looking at, Curtis Samuel, Pittman, Antonio Brown, Michael Gallup, all on the board here. Curtis Samuel is the one that sticks out to me and the guy that I'm going to lock up as my fourth receiver. Interesting to pair him back up with Robbie Anderson, former teammate from the previous year. Uh, but I just like the upside. You know, there's really no one that's clearing away the the number two pass weapon. I guess you could say Antonio Gibson. I guess McKissick, the running backs, but. I am not sold on Thomas, especially if Fitz is the quarterback. He hasn't traditionally um, gone to the tight end position, and maybe that changes because they have a quality tight end in Logan Thomas, but I think he comes back to earth a little bit, and we see one of the receivers step up, and I'd put my chips on Curtis Samuel there. So I'm going to lock in Curtis as my fourth receiver. After Curtis, we've got Devin Singletary. Finally, Antonio Brown got it right this time. Mike Williams, Michael Pittman, A.J. Dillon, and Deshaun Watson. Okay, fair enough. Um, I was looking at Mike Williams. Surprise, surprise uh, to no one. Uh, Always somebody that I'm taking a look at there. But uh, let's see here. We'll run down my three key positions here. So running back, we got Gus Edwards. We got Tony Pollard, Todd Gurley, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, Dale Henderson, we're going to skip. Jamal Williams, uh, Jenny McKissick at wide receiver. Gallup, Devontae Parker, um, Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore, uh, Henry Ruggs, Hardman, Rondell Moore, T.Y. Hilton. At tight end, Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby, Evan Ingram, and Zach Ertz. I'm going to do something really gross that I think is going to surprise you, Will. Uh, I know, for Uh-oh. real. Um, so f- first, um, before I do that, I'm going to take an upside shot at the running back position. Again, I got McCaffrey, I got Swift, Javante Williams, Mike Davis. I feel pretty comfortable with that. I want to take a shot on someone like Kenneth Gainwell and see if maybe he's got some sort of like Austin Eckler-like upside to him. Um, is that a str- oh, Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, it's not a strong likelihood. Like it's not super high odds, um, but I can afford to take the gamble. You know, Gus Edwards solid, but you know, I don't feel like I need that kind of depth right now. Um, and you could say the same thing about everyone else. So I'm taking an upside shot. Uh, the pick that you're not going to like, Will. Um, I mean, maybe uh, you will. I mean, I, oh, man. Um, so I'm looking at this tight end thing I got to figure out, right? Uh, still need one. They're all gross. Zach Ertz? No. Taking him? I know you love Zach Ertz. No, no, no. So, <laughs> uh, so you can make a, pro- there's a problem with all these guys, right? Like Hunter Henry and Janu. Which one is it, or do you want to own any of them? Like it might just be neither. Um, Higby would probably be my option, but I own Cup mm-hmm. and Stafford already. I'm not tying, you know, too closely to the Rams' offense, so Higby's out. Zach Ertz is done, probably. Uh, Austin Hooper, I don't like. I mean, I, Hooper was fine in Atlanta, but you know, the moment he moved the tight end, or move, the moment he moved to Cleveland, I said no. So, no. Um, I know what it is. Troutman's a fine. I know because I jumped over him. Um, Troutman. No, it's not even him. Oh, You're going to it is. the glory play of Tim Tebow, right? Oh, yes, of course. Everyone wants Mr. Tim <laughs> Tebow. Um, Troutman is, like I said, everyone's upside shot. I don't mind taking the gamble on Troutman, but it is a gamble. We haven't seen anything. Uh, Gerald Everett is fine. Uh, Cook, you know, that might work out. Maybe. He might just be broken. Cole Komet. Cole Komet could break out. Uh, Fersker, not bad. Um, but I think the one I'm going to draft is Evan Ingram, which yes, like, do it, it. It feels gross, um, but he got a ton of targets and and with the Giants last year. I'm assuming that offense is going to be better with Saquon there and Kenny G, um, but I don't think the team's bad enough to where they're not going to need to keep throwing the ball all over the place. So I think they could support Kenny G and Ingram and Barkley. Um, you know, it's got a lot of Daniel Jones. And, and it, yeah, it's a lot. Um, the, the good thing about Daniel Jones is, you know, the more interceptions you throw, the further behind you get, and then the more throwing you have to do. <laughs> That's yo <laughs> the old the old Jameis Winston. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it could work out. So pick six is the first play of the game. Yeah. Something you're behind. You got to chuck the ball clock. around. So yeah. I mean, do I love it? No. Obviously. Um, would I be in love with anyone I picked here? No, because they're all in the same kind of tier. But mm-hmm. he's got a pretty high upside um, that, you know, again, I can see upside in Higby. I can see it in Troutman. I don't see it in Hunter Henry. I don't see it in Janu or Hooper. Um, Troutman, maybe Everett, Cook, 
commit. Like, I just don't see it. And I do see it there. I mean, maybe you want to take a shot on Blake Jarwin. The problem with Blake Jarwin is that CeeDee Lamb's emerging now. And the offense isn't going to support four different receiving options plus Zeke. It's not consistently anyway. So I'll lock him in there and just, you know, it is what it is. Um, and might be the only time I ever draft Evan Ingram this year. But there it is. Uh, Michael Gallup, Justin Fields, Mooney, Cousins, Matt Ryan, and Hunter Henry. You're on the clock. All right. So still not looking at quarterback or tight end, but I'll give you a little rundown so you can see where we are in the 11th round. Baker, Trey Lance, Carson Wentz, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tua, Daniel Jones. So still some starting quarterbacks on the board if you really waited this long and, and missed Cousins and Matt Ryan just ahead. Tight end we kind of talked about, so I won't uh, belabor that again, but there's not a ton there. Receiver, you're looking at Devontae Parker, Elijah Moore, Henry Ruggs. There's an, I think Henry Ruggs is a pretty good shot at this stage of the draft. Upside guy, Rico Hardman, Rondale Moore, uh, Martin Jones, Nelson Aguilar. So still quite a few receivers. Russell Gage is there. Don't lock in. Surprise, surprise. The guy that I've had probably most in most drafts here is Gus Edwards. Still here on the 11th round. The guy that I'm thrilled to have as my fifth running back behind Damian Harris there. And, you know, he's just a guy that I think you can plug in as, you know, worst case scenario and hope for a touchdown. Probably going to get at least 40 yards, maybe a couple catches. So he'll have a low floor, but not like a zero floor just because of the volume that they run at. So pretty easy to lock in Gus here after him. Elijah Moore, Devontae Parker. Tony Pollard, Baker Mayfield, Tyler Higby goes, Henry Ruggs, kind of a bummer, Mike Miko Hardman, and Todd Gurley, interestingly enough, listed in Atlanta. But I wonder if that ADP is starting to rise with people considering him po- as a possibility for the Rams. It's possible. Uh, I would find it hard to believe that their ADP was updated that quickly. But yeah, I don't remember seeing him up here. So yeah, yeah. I guess at the end of the draft, though. Even if, like, you know, every draft he gets taken now in the 14th round, that's going to bump his ADP up ahead of normal 14th round guys, I guess, right? Yeah, I would think so, yeah. Versus it takes maybe a lot more to move people that are at the top of the draft yeah. up or down. yep, probably. So, it's interesting because there's you still got Russell Gage, Marvin Jones, Aguilar, some interesting players there. I think Russell, or I'm sorry, I think Marvin Jones is probably my pick here. Try to keep a balance. Um, but Jamal Williams is interesting as well. Maybe he can, I'm hoping kind of he would get back to me in the next round. But I think Marvin Jones kind of head and shoulders uh, upside-wise ahead of everyone else and plays into our narrative of being completely off of DJ Shark after the past couple of years. I think you know at least one of us was interested in him in the last few years, but not so much this year. Yeah, a lot of, so, lot of bad stuff coming out. I mean, not, I don't want to say bad stuff. Yeah. It's not great stuff <laughs> yeah not what you want to hear from a coaching yeah. staff about a, a player on a new team that they're taking over for so marvin jones it is rondo moore next ty hilton nelson aguilar trey lance johnny smith and amon ra st brown uh, yeah so we're back on the clock here um I don't really have to do anything. We're, we're taking a look at the running backs, Henderson. Well, you have to pick somebody. I do have to pick so. somebody, but I don't need a certain <laughs> position here. So I got Jamal Williams, uh, who I don't want because I got Swift, uh, McKissick, Latavius Murray, Philip Lindsay, Chuba Hubbard, Alexander Matson, Tariq Cohen, Tevin Coleman, Lavia Bell, Sonny Michelle, Penny, Jamin Hawkins. I mean, bleh. Um, yeah, not great. Not great. Uh, on the wide receiver position, we got Russell Gage, which would be great, but I got Calvin Ridley already. Um, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis, Jalen Rieger. We got Terrence Marshall, Paris Campbell, Christian Kirk, Kadarius Tony, Crowder, Shepard, Myers, Traquan Smith, John Brown, Van Jefferson. So uh, not great either. Um, it's tough. I think, you know, I'm looking at the wide receiver grouping. And that's super comfortable with it, um, but comfortable enough to where I think I'd rather take an upside shot in, say, Gabe Davis than take a safety shot in Cole Beasley. Um, you know, the safety guys can be found 
on the waiver wire a little bit easier than the upside guy. So I'm going to take a, a shot on Gabe Davis and kind of just see what happens over the first couple of weeks. Um, he popped off for a few weeks like last that. week um, or last year. So we've seen something. So we'll lock in Gabe Davis there. Um, and then, believe it or not, I'm actually going to go back to tight end. Because I don't, Ooh, double yeah, I don't trust Ingram. And if you know, this might be a persistent strategy with me. Where if I'm, you know, if we miss out on some of them top guys, I'd rather have two shots just to see in week one if either of them actually do anything. Um, and then I will grab everyone's favorite Adam Trotman. Um, there we go. You know, he's the perfect one to see. You know what happens week one, given he's kind of like the new breakout. Um, and he's someone that you wouldn't mind hanging on to. Like maybe you cut Ingram for streamer tight end of the week and then you hang on to Troutman for another week or two exactly so i think he's a perfect uh guy to pair with ingram just to kind of figure that position out um there goes mm-hmm. daryl henderson so that was his adp originally will 13 yeah uh, 13th round that's crazy yeah he's gonna get a jump um Zacharis, russell gage jamal williams uh jenny mckissick cole beasley all right, so looking probably to go another one running back, one receiver here. Running backs, looking at probably like a Latavius Murray, Philip Lindsay's interesting, especially this late in the draft. You could argue he's a starter. I know Dave Johnson went much earlier. You still have Mark Ingram there, but Philip Lindsay, I think, should be able to get some work in that offense. Um, really, only Tevin Coleman, I think, is the only other guy that interests me. Dave Van Hawkins is like a late round guy. And then some interesting shots. Jalen Rager, I think this late in the draft isn't bad taking a shot on to see how they look, how the offense looks early. There's not a ton else. Uh, John Brown is someone that I think is a really good late round flyer too. He's pretty far down there. I think he may be able to get him with my next pick. Ben Jefferson, Nico Collins, Brian Edwards. So enough receivers that I don't mind taking a shot on there. So that I will be more than okay to take a Philip Lindsay here. And then grab receiver of my next pick. Austin Hooper, Latavius Murray, Carson Wentz, Terrace Marshall, Chuba Hubbard, Jalen Rager, Alexander Madison, and Tevin Cole, or um, sorry, Tariq Cohen. Um, so Rager was one I was kind of hoping for. Him being off the board, my second option is going to be John Brown. So I mentioned, you know, it's really just Ruggs, Brown, and Edwards. And Rugg, Brown is really the only one that's truly proven. I think we saw some good flashes out of Ruggs last year and a little bit out of Edwards. I know I'm high on him, hoping that he breaks out, but I think you're going to see uh, you know, probably more consistency out of John Brown, so he probably should be taken ahead of um, Brian Edwards as, as much as it pains me to say. So going to lock in John Brown as my last pick here. Keep some good balance on the team. Outside of that, we've got Ryan Fitzpatrick, Gerald Everett, Fitz, uh, Aaron Fitzger, Christian Kirk, Paris Campbell, and Jared Cook. Oh, boy. So, uh, believe it or not, you know, the last pick, there's plenty of decent options here. Um, yeah. As stupid as it sounds, both Detroit wide receivers are still here. Perryman and Tyrell Williams. Yeah, that is weird. You know, it's it's gross, but it's, it's a starting wide starters, receiver. Yeah. Um, you know, they're both good at, you know, catching bombs too, which I'd imagine mm. they're going to be needing to do. Um, we have the, the young upside guys that we both like in Nico Collins and Brian Edwards. Uh, you have the kind of old broken veteran that's in a new situation that, you know, you can roll the dice on late AJ green. I've drafted him a couple times in my last pick. Um, but I think for the sake of this draft, I am going to go with Mr. Not sold on the player. No, yeah, I just I'm okay. So it's between Nico Collins and Brian Edwards. Nico Collins has the better chance to me at being well. He's not got a better chance of being the one because Brandon Cooks is there. So, blah, blah. I'll you know what? I'll take Nico Collins. Though, man, yeah, there it is. I'll take Nico Collins. It really doesn't matter. It's a toss-up to me. Um, they're pretty similar situations. Um, Brian Edwards might be the safer option because you know he's got a reliable quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. and a decent offense where Houston's just trash all around. Um, but I think he's got higher upside maybe. 
Maybe. Whatever. doesn't matter. It's the last pick. So we're going to go ahead and lock in Mr. Nico Collins. That concludes our draft. Will, do you want to run down your roster? Sure. So quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Running backs, we've got Ezekiel Elliott, Miles Sanders, Miles Gaskin, Damian Harris, Gus Edwards, and Philip Lindsay. At wide receiver, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Marvin Jones, and John Brown. And at tight end, Travis Kelsey. Pretty happy overall. I think I've got a pretty good balance on the team. A couple of really good valuable value picks there. Banking on top two running backs probably hitting, but I've got a, a solid two receivers so that as long as one of the other four break in, I'm pretty solid there. And, and you know, hoping that another one of them or one of the running backs can step up for the flex. But Aaron Rodgers and, and Kelsey is pretty good anchors at those two uh, kind of single positions. Yeah, great. And for me, we got uh, Mr. Stafford at quarterback, a running back McCaffrey. Uh, Swift, Javante Williams, Mike Davis, Kenneth Gainwell at wide receiver, Ridley, Cup, Debo, Chenault, Gabe Davis, and Nico Collins. And then at tight end, both Evan Ingram and Troutman. Uh, overall, I like the team a lot. You know, the tight end worry is definitely a worry, but, you mm-hmm. know, you got to keep in mind, I do have the elite CMC. Um, yeah. who is going to cover up some issues. Um, so if Ingram or Troutman can just be, you know, a decent tight end, um, I should be fine. So I like that team. Um, you know, I, I do see some risk with it, but overall, I, you know, I like it. It's pretty good. Uh, it, it's interesting, Will, how you can draft, you know, you can look at a team and be like, wow, I don't think I've done a draft with like half of these people on the team. And a lot of it just yeah. depends on where you're drafting from. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I've had a chance yeah. for McCaffrey or Ridley or Swift or Cup because I haven't drafted out of the one on one yet. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's uh, interesting to see. Uh, yeah, but that's going to wrap up the, the mock draft. Will, you have any uh, closing thoughts looking at the board? Yeah. Um, Nothing, nothing major. I mean, we'll we'll have to keep an eye on the ADP for guys that are moving around with injuries and, and players on the team being injured, as we mentioned with the Rams running back situation. Um, and hold your breath. We've got a full full few weeks here of training camp ahead of us in preseason before season, and hopefully Cam Akers is the only major injury we get, but something tells me there will be more, unfortunately, as, as there always is. Yeah, history shows that they will be more. So we'll see. Hopefully uh, by next week, got the next draft, we'll have a um, little bit of an update to, to Daryl Henderson's ADP. I'm not sure how quickly it'll be adjusted up to like a natural position or if it's going to slowly kind of grow over time. But, uh, you know, we'll start to see that play out and uh, see how it changes the mocks. Cool. Then until then, folks, trust your board. <laughs>